0: Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. Today, we are going to talk about your stories. We're going to talk about people that have reached out to me, either direct messaged me how to build a tent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, emailed me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. We're going to talk about one success story of the 250 making 250. And then we have a case study. This is going to be a anonymous An anonymous case study for us to evaluate and think through together. Now, I'm going to read off the details and go over it with you, but I'm not going to answer it on today's show. We'll come back and answer it later. I want you guys to think about how you would solve this problem or what would you do in this situation. Because there's going to be a lot of us who start these companies and we get to a place and we get stuck And we got to think about what to do. And so these case studies are really interesting. I love doing them. I did them in my business school where you have to think through with the limited data you have and just think of ways and creative ways to solve problems. So I think it's really helpful to have these exercises to think through them. For those of you who have or need to have some confidence that you can overcome problems too, doing case studies like this might be helpful before you take the plunge and start your company. For those of you who don't know or new to the show, my goal this year is to get 250 of you guys to start as a family or as individuals, a business to make $250 in revenue every month. That's the goal. Simple, just to get you through the motions, get you used to how things go, and then from there, we can talk about how we're going to scale and grow your business in the next year. So that's what's on the books today. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go to flfnetwork.com. Put in the HGBT show notes code. You'll get that sweet 15 ounce mug. You'll get tons of other great benefits. You'll get $100 off our conference that we're gonna have in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, in October. I think it's the first to third. I'd love to see you guys out there. I will be available to answer any of your questions for, you know, I don't know, Instagram posts or whatever. It seems like a lot of people wanna take pictures nowadays. So uh, I'll be there. I hope you guys are there too. I'd love to meet you, love to hear about your story. Uh, I was at G3 last and just all the people that came up and just talked about um, just how the show has been helping you guys was a blessing to me. So please be there and come say hi to me once you are there. That'd be great. Uh, um, yeah, let's say. All right. So let's get into today's show. All right. Let's read, first of all, the story. This is a great story. And again, oh, okay. So this, I also wanted to see this. I took a screenshot of it, didn't I? Take a screenshot of it. Oh no, I. But I have a news, news post here. Bed Bath and Beyond cuts 500 jobs or 10 percent of its corporate workforce. So there has there's 5,000 corporate jobs at Bed Bath and Beyond. Now I want you to think about that for a second, and then we'll get into the testimonials about 250 making 250. And there's a point I'm going here. This there's a, th- a line of thinking. If you are working for a corporation that you're on the corporate, like the corporate side, that is the overhead, you don't have a PL, you don't, you really just don't have to worry about managing profits per se, you're overhead. You are, you're like that extra part of the accounting piece where you don't really have to be as. Um, valuable in a lot of ways. You don't have to have as much competition as you would if you're balancing a profit and loss statement, because it's just different on the accounting, um, on just how the accounting is. But anyways, the 5,000 person corporate group. If there's 5,000 of you, you're working for a company, you're probably feeling like you're pretty secure. You're definitely feeling more secure than you would be if you were in a startup and you had six months of runway. Right? But yet 10% of their workforce is getting cut. Now, you may say Bad Bath and Beyond, they should have known it was coming. There was rumors, there was criticism, there was, you know, declining sales. There were all of these things that were warning signs that there was a layoff gonna happen. But still there is this feeling of confidence that it's not gonna happen to you. And I want you to think about being laid off. You probably have a few kids. You have a family. You probably have a car payment. You have a house payment. You have maybe some credit card debt. Just statistically talking about the average American family. And you get laid off. Now, hopefully, you're doing the Dave Ramsey thing. And you have your your six months or however much she says. I like to think have like you know, at least three or four months of living expenses that paid for and saved up. Three to four months. And let's just say you only have this job as an income. You don't have a side hustle. You haven't started at 250 making 250. You're not making any money on the side. How nervous do you feel? Now, I want you to think same situation, work for Bed Bath & Beyond, You get laid off, but you started a side hustle and you got to the 250 mark. Maybe you did even a little better and you got to the 500 mark, $500 in revenue. Do you feel a little better? Now, $500 isn't a lot, but combined with your runway, it's going to stretch things out a little more. You have something on the side. You can maybe spend some more time while you're looking for a job making more money from the side hustle. At least you have this channel. At least you have this vehicle to bring money in for while you're looking for another job. And that is the power of diversifying your income. Diversification is not just for the stock market. Diversification is a principle that we should be applying in most of the areas of life not in our marriages, (laughs) but in our income streams, in our dependencies, in our customers, our finances, our investments, we wanna diversify because the less we require and rely on and depend on and use as our source of income, our subsidence, our provision, the less that piece, that percentages of one party, one organization the more powerful you are, the more autonomous I should say you are from them. The, if you have one job, you have one stream of income, it's that one W2 from that one company, they have, they control you. They absolutely control you. If you have one, two, three sources of income, maybe you're making three, four hundred dollars in each of these. You have 900 dollars a month coming in, 900 dollars. Now, that's not a ton of money, but it's a decent amount where if you do lose your job, if you do get laid off, you have a sense of independence, that you have a life raft that can take you to where you need to go next. You are not beholden solely as much as somebody who has no other streams of income. There's a desperation that happens from people that don't have other sources of income but from their job. And that makes you a worse employee too. I don't even think employers should discourage employees from getting side hustles because it makes better employees as well. You become more bold, you get more experiences, you learn how to manage your time better and you take more risks. And, and employee, employers like it or not, you need to be able to have employees take risks that want to step out, want to try new things because that makes you have a better workforce. It makes a better company. It creates a better culture and all that stuff. So I want you to have that all in mind. Just be thinking about what would it like to be laid off? Do I want to have no other streams of income or do I want to have some side streams of income so that I am not totally found you know, up the river in trouble? So this is a testimony. I asked if I could share this. I if you don't want me to share it, I won't. And I will tell you I'm going to share it or I will just make sure there's no way that they will understand, know it's you. So just be, you know, don't have that fear that you can't reach out to me because I might put you on blast. I'm not going to do it. promise you. Not kind of organization I run here. All right, here. So I want to just read this through. I wanted to let you know I recently started a small one-man construction business. This is a kind of a side hustle and I'm full-time at church already. I started this business for a few reasons. All right. So this is a person that works at church, but they started a one-man construction side business. Totally counts. If you're thinking, oh, you mean I could just go be a con- an electrician? I can be a sole proprietor. I can you know, be a repairman. I can be a handyman. Yes, all those things count and are good, especially if you enjoy doing them. Why wouldn't you want to do something you enjoy on the side? Maybe it's restoring cars. Maybe it's painting houses. Maybe it's making paintings and selling them on the side. These are all easy businesses that you can start that could be rewarding, can give you money, can be joy joyful, can be enjoyable, I guess is a way you should say that. Um, all those things count. All right. So I started this business for a few reasons. All right. We got a few points here and they're good. They're so good. This is what I want you guys to see. One, my wife and I are expecting our first child in June. Congratulations! You know who you are. We need all the money we can get. <laughs> there is nothing more motivating than having children. Let me tell you, am I right? For all those people, especially when you have four or five. Oh my goodness! I am not even there. I'm right. I'm one's in heaven. I have one that's almost here. One that's uh, you know a couple years old. And every time we have a kid, it makes me want to work an extra couple hours a day. I know that's not all good. You got to have balance priorities and things like that. But man, yes, you need money as kids. Number two, this helps me in my ministry. And listen to this. This helps him in his ministry because it's not just applicable to ministry. It's what I've been saying about with employers wanting you to have a second job. You should want this because this is the effect. I can connect with others and experience what the average member goes through. And it helps me frame what my expectations I can lay on. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was another one. That's number two. But I like that. That's a good one. That it helps you frame and see people and what you're asking the, of them to do. And it's like I talked about before in your leadership traits is never think that you are above anything that you're asking the people that are following you to do. Not that you have to do it all the time, but that you are in their place, that you can see what they are going through. You can know what you are asking and requiring of them. And number three, it helps me to be anti-fragile, not being totally beholden to a paycheck from the church. If our church were to take an unexpected turn to the left, I'll be able to speak my convictions more freely, knowing my livelihood won't let, uh, won't be on the chopping block. Huge shout out to C.R. Wiley to help me see this. All right. This is exactly what I'm talking about with the businesses. What I thought was the first, second point. But it's really the third point. Is especially in ministry, this is a really good point, but it it applies to your business and your corporate job as well, is that it allows you to do what is right. It allows you to speak up and know the truth. If you think your boss is doing something different or doing something wrong, you think there's a better way to do it. Obviously be respectful. Obviously don't put them on blast in front of everybody unless the circumstances warrant it, but it will give you the boldness to do that. And a lot of times people are scared to contradict their boss because they don't want them to get mad at them. They maybe have a bad boss. They don't have an approachable boss. They don't have one of those good leaders that listen to our leadership uh, episode a couple of shows ago. And when you have multiple streams of income, when you have other side hustles, like what this guy has, it allows you to do the things that you think are right or at least speak up, at least share your mind. And you know what happens when you start sharing your mind, you start speaking up? People hear you. People understand that you're thinking about these things. And if you are actually having great ideas and you keep coming up with great suggestions, you might get promoted. See, even having a side hustle to give you the encouragement, to give you the security, to give you the confidence to speak up at your normal job will give you a better chance of getting a promotion because you're more confident. You're more able to speak your mind. People aren't going to just go around and ask like, hmm, I wonder what Matt's thinking. He never talks, but uh, you know, let's just ask what he has to think about this project. It never rarely happens. People are trying to put a, put their agenda ahead. They're trying to make themselves look good, and so you need to get out there. And you can't just expect everyone to come to you and ask you for you know how you think it should be. Number four. Lastly, construction is a blast to me. When I show up on the job site, I'm almost not even at work. That is beautiful. Man, could you just imagine doing that? And that's another reason for a side hustle startup is maybe you can get an opportunity. Maybe you're eventually, after a couple years of doing it, be able to turn something you love to do into your main job. And you may not be able to get to it just right away in a main career, but you might be able to start it on your side side hustle on your own. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be just a joy to be able to go through life doing what you love? Oh, oh man, isn't that? Oh, that's, that's what I want for every one of you guys. That's what I want. That would be so great to be able to do what God created you to do and to have that joy, to have that satisfaction from work and glorifying God. That'd be so great. And then so check out what happened. So in God's providence, I'm working alongside another Christian contractor who, who can subcontract me on a lot of jobs. I'm getting to the point where I'm able to come up with bids and branch out more, too. All that to say, I might qualify for your 250 making 250 as I'm bringing in about $1,000 a month. $1,000 a month. That's so great. Could you imagine what you could do with $1,000 a month? What could you pay off? What debts could you get out of? What could you save up for? What could you do in ministry? What could you do with your family? thousand dollars a month that's incredible that's incredible you can be investing you could be looking out for your future you can be growing wealth you can be creating an inheritance for your kid that's well done well done sir and you can have this too guys it's not hard it just takes hard work it's not complicated it just takes diligence and perseverance you guys can do this too praise god for that I hope there's many more stories out there. I'd love to hear from yours as well. All right. Let's talk about our case study. So here it is. It's in the pots. It's in the pot. That's an, that's what we should call it. In the pot. It's a porta potty <laughs> case study. This is actually a really interesting one. I think it's really uh, fantastic. Let's check this one out. All right. This guy, he did this as a side hustle too. And he recently branched out on his own and it's high-end portable restroom business it's not porta-potties it's high-end portable restroom businesses Wait, what's the difference so are you just branding it differently well there is he hand makes the trailers from what i understand they have running water electricity air conditioning heating they're handicap accessible flushing toilets so they have like it's from what i understand it's like a whole septic t- system like what you would have in a home and they wheel them out there they have air conditioning they're all they're really comfortable they specialize in outdoor weddings they can even operate remote off the grid areas without power or water and from what i understand he primarily focuses on weddings special events those kinds of things started this side hustle six years ago last year became full-time and he's on his fifth trailer operating this summer five trailers now if he scales any longer, anymore, he's going to have to hire somebody to help ship them out and to deliver them to the events. So here is what he wants to do. How do I build this business to make it a value to sell? Remember, it's seasonal right now. They have their niche market of the special high-end events. I know that a single truck businesses are not usually worth it, but with this business, it's hard to hire anyone but part-time. All my money is made between May and October, with the bulk of it being last two weeks of June through first week of October. In the off season, I'm building another trailer, but working three days a week doing construction to fill my time. So he has another job on top of that um, while it's the off season. It seems like anyone looking to buy it would have to be the right person who you know does all this stuff. So the question is, how do you take this seasonal thing and make it annual? How do you take this company, has high-end bathrooms, where you're at an event, you're in a special occasion, where porta-potties aren't gonna do, you don't have access to normal bathrooms, what do you do? How do you grow your business, how do you grow sales and expand it beyond on just being a seasonal business? They have eating, they have air conditioning, so it's not a weather permitting thing, it's more of the events that they are going to. I'm not going to give you any answers. I'm not going to give you any hints. What would you do? I will put the facts in the show notes for you so that you can see it. You can study it. You can email me if you want and I'll let you know what I think about your ideas. But it's just important for you guys to think about it. Go through the motions as a practice and see how you would grow and solve this problem. And I'll answer it on a later show. With that, we'll talk to you next weekend. Have a great rest. Enjoy your family. Get recharged. And let's go out, work hard, and be successful. Talk to you tomorrow.